0: You are listening to the ninety ten rule: ninety percent business, ten percent music. Let's get it. Yeah. <clears throat> <coughs> My thoughts fill the airways while I'm turned like this. Someone that got you like a rasta, baby. Smoke, yeah. Smoke, yeah. Can't worry about it, I hate what they say about me. No. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Them niggas call me Billy in my hood, girl. Call me but you can call me Mr. Ruffin with me in the bed, girl. Before I came over, she told me she wanted to share it. Make sure you got friends, cause my niggas with me and they ain't just gon' be staring Thought I told you we was gon' turn up, but you niggas ain't listening So I had to drop some new shit, Little nigga pay attention This is part one of the motherfucking soccer So if you wasn't rollin' with me, now you better follow yeah. She told me that she wanna get away, so she came to my city she told me that she want a real nigga Cause the one she with is silly So she came to my crib Like I handed her invitation. invitation Guessing that she got me on her Instagram How huh? she found a nigga location And she was like Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh She was just a little curious Nothing serious, no this is me, that she look back, told me, baby, I already know <laughs> Niggas claiming that they know me, but they don't really know <laughs> No, I'm not the same nigga that I was before <laughs> Silly ass niggas talking shit, come see me Yeah, holla. But I'm probably with your girl somewhere and we getting busy ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. She told me that she wanna get away, so she came to my city <laughs> Tell me that she wanted a real nigga, cause the wish she were the silly So she came to my crib like I handed her her invitation Guessing that she got me on her Instagram, how huh? she found a nigga location And she was like, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby, oh She was just a little curious, nothing serious, no this is me, she looked back.
1: And tell me, baby, already know. Yeah. New song recently released to iTunes as OBO. The artist is Emilio Ruffin. He's a new signee to Gamut Music Group here in Atlanta. Let, let's get it.
0: Artist. If you want your music featured on the 9010 Rule, email us your songs and notice of approval to playmyshit at the9010rule.com. All submissions without
1: written consent will not be considered. Welcome to the 9010 Rule. 90% business, 10% music. I'm Brian Jennings. I am Kevin Davis. And
2: the reason we do this show is because we are sick and tired of seeing artists, talented artists that could have a wonderful career and tons of fans turn to nothing because they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea how to handle their business. And
1: throughout the artists that I've managed, I've noticed that there's that that common theme of, you know, I just want to write. I just want to perform. But they're not so savvy on the business side. They want to have a manager. Like, you know, they're, the first three weeks of their career, they want to have a manager already. And there's nothing to manage at this point, right? Right. So that's why I want to do this show. I I keep hearing that theme of I just want to write and perform and not worry about the business. But you have to worry about the business unless, you know, you don't care about your career. You have to have some care about the business.
2: Right. The music industry is not your regular job where you just show up and at the end of two weeks you collect a check. You have to put, not only do you have to put in the work, but you have to put in the paperwork in the right places to be able to make sure that the right check shows up at your door.
1: Exactly. Where do I get paid? Most people don't even know where they get paid. Where Where are the places I need to look for my money?
2: Or How many ways can you get paid?
1: Exactly. And listeners, that is why we've developed the 90-10 rule. We don't want any starving artists. In fact, we are creating the campaign, No More Starving Artists. No
2: more starving artists. It's 2015. There's no reason that any artist, any person that wants to take what they love and what they do as their art and earn a steady income from it. The opportunity is there. The resources are there. This is the show that's going to put all that information up front, in your face, in your hands, and you're going to hear it from the industry professionals who are doing it right
3: now.
1: You got no excuse. And with that, we bring you the 90-10 rule. Today on
0: the 90-10 rule...
3: A lot of people want to just be a part of things, but they don't want to make themselves an asset. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at it two ways. You can either be, you're going to either be one of two things. You're going to be an asset or you're going to be an asshole. Nobody needs another asshole. You got people that hang around that are either going to be a productive part of what you're doing or they're just going to get on your nerves. It's not as cut and dry as that, but you, when you really think about it down, when it comes down to, to, to making money and making progress, that's what it is. Some people, do nothing for a period of time and then they adapt and learn to be able to become a productive member of what you're doing. But some people just stay the same forever and stay in the same place forever. And that's only going to hold you back. I got too many aspirations to be held back. Like, you know, I realized at an early age that anything that I've ever failed at is because I didn't give it 100%. Anything that I gave 100% to, I accomplished. So, you know, first song we ever did went platinum. first artist I ever had went platinum. I mean, you know, it's a blessing, you know, and, you know, I I found a family. I've had people ask me, you know, hey, come mess with us, you know. We can make you rich, blah, blah, blah. You just got to stop fucking with those guys. All money's not good money, man. All money's not good money, you know what I mean? Um, I would much rather be able to sleep at night knowing that I've never violated or, or did anybody wrong to the point where they... Gonna come after me or want, want want my head for something, you know?
1: Tonight we have hip hop royalty in the house.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm I'm sure you've heard of the song that got this man's career started. We're gonna let him get into it some more, but basically we got Buddha in the house, one part of the producer coalition, and um, the song that we're talking about is "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See," the Buster Rhymes joint. What's going on, Buddha?
3: Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? Yes, sir. We appreciate you gracing the
1: mic, man. Hip hop uh-huh. royalty. How's that feel, man?
3: Hey, look, man, y'all see it as that. I just see it as me being a regular dude, man, because I, I just I, I got to do what I love, and it just began, it got big. So, you know, I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. Uh, people tell me all the time, you know, it's a classic record. You guys have classics and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, I, we, we try to stay as grounded as possible because, you know, the same way you go up, the faster you come down. So we just, just try to not not put ourselves or make our heads too big, you know?
1: I feel you, and I know it's been a while now since that whole process started, so kind of give us an idea how the how the bug bit you. Well, actually, to be completely
3: honest with you, I, I started off, um, I went to a concert at a school up in New York in Long Island called um, Hofstra University, uh, and uh, I think uh, Chuck Chillout was a DJ, and um, UTFO was performing, and... I snuck in, like I, I like that, that. I think that started my not paying to get into shit. You know what I mean? I I, I snuck in and I got in, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that was easy." So I, I don't think I really ever paid to get into too many things after that. But um, I got to see them like up close and. Watched them perform, and they they had the hottest record in the country at the time, Roxanne, Roxanne. It was like, I was like, wow, I was like, man, this is bananas. And I just saw the way people were responding to them, and I was like, man, I want to do this, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, 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 a angle for it. Um, I had played a couple little instruments back in, you know, in school and stuff like that, but I really, I really, um, it wasn't really focused on being nobody's musician, you know. So that was that was that. Fast forward a little bit to uh, about 1990, I um got the I was blessed to be able to a friend of mine, he introduced me to Special Ed, the rapper. I got it made, you know, and um, Ed was a uh, was a was a cool dude. And you know, I always tell people if you if you be a fly on the wall, people will let you stick around. So you know, I just played the fly on the wall. I didn't, you know, I wasn't. I didn't make my personality too overbearing. You so didn't get in they, the way. Right, I didn't get in the way. You know, I wanted to be invited back. You knew when to be quiet. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I hung out with, with, with Ed, and, you know, he started going on the road and stuff, and he would let me go with them on the road. And I was like, man, this is crazy. You get First of all, I don't know if any of you guys ever been on tour that's listening to this show, but if you've never been on a tour, you go on a tour, you're going to always want to be on tour. Like, I mean, it's it changes your everything. It changes your life, it changes your sex life, it changes everything, you know, and um I was like, wow. So I was like, how can I how can I make this a regular part of my life? I what
1: swear? what type of groovy sex does the fly get? The fly gets
3: some good sex though. I'm gonna tell you why the fly gets some good sex. Because the fly is smart enough not to say stupid stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, you don't you don't overplay your role, overplay your position. So you know you see you see what, what the star's going for. Right. And then you look for their friends. And if you smart enough you get the, you get a chance to get the cute friend, you know what I mean? So <laughs> So yeah, but you know, um it it, it was pretty good, you know. That whole tour thing, not the sex, the sex was good too, but right. the the whole tour thing was real good. I was trying to figure out a way to, you know, um to actually make this a a, a regular part of my le- my life. Like right. how, how, how do I how do I be in the music business for real? Like, you know, I'm like, I don't rap at this at that point I didn't rap, you know what I mean? I'm like, what can I do? So, you know, I started uh hanging out with uh his 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 dude Diesel, his, his role manager, and I was like, yo, I could I could do that. I can the management thing, I could do that. So I started, you know. Trying to do do a little bit of management here and there, got got a couple of artists and started doing it. But I'm man, that management stuff is for the birds. For me, to, to, to me, because artists are crazy. They, they just they just have a mind of their own, and it's like you sit there and you know it's just just bananas. So, um, I this what really really made my life change was a piece of an article of clothing. Um, I got a I got a a tour jacket. Um. Not even a tall jacket, a, a label jacket for uh, Profile Records. I had a Profile Records jacket. Oh, wow. And um, every time, that that, would, that was my ticket in the parties and everything. Just, <laughs> people was just like, oh, you, you Profile Records? Come on in. You know i right. like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. I had my name on it and everything, right? So one day I was on the Long Island Railroad, and uh, um, I, this guy came up to me and said, yo, man, you, you work for Profile? I was like, nah, 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 I roll with Special Ed. He's like, oh, word, boom, boom, boom. Yo, you gotta come down to the studio. The studio was happened to be in my hometown. Um, he's like, yo, my my, my dude Chamello, works over there. You know what I mean? But y- y'all need to meet each other. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh shout out to my man Blitz. That's the one that that actually introduced me to Mello uh, or told me about Mello, should I say. But come to find out, Mello was good friends with some of my best friends. Oh, like, wow. and I ne- I never even knew it. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things. So Long story short, Mellow, Um, I found out Mello was was a writer, and he wrote like a couple songs for Belleville DeVoe. Thought it thought it was me. The rap parts, you know what I mean? Right. You know, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing changed. Let me know something. And you know, um, I was like, okay, cool. So, but he was a writer, and I'm still just trying to do the whole management thing. So I'm like, okay, what's what's really what what, what real part of my playing with this? Nothing, right? right? But me and Mellow became real, real tight. And, um, with that being said, we ended up, uh, moving in together, apartment together. And he started trying to, you know, do some production and, uh, changing over from, uh, from just being a writer to, to being able to do some production. So, you know, every once in a while I try to get in there and learn, learn the music, learn the production side of it. But we only had one set of equipment. So I can't, you know, if they really trying to do it as their equipment, I can't really be uh, on it. Right. You know, but, um... Eric Sadler, who was with the Bomb Squad, uh, who was actually... Public Enemy was produced by the Bomb Squad. Right. And that's the camp that Mello was rolling with at that studio that the guy told me about. I didn't even realize that. Public Enemy Lees the new school. All of those guys came out of that actual camp right in my hometown, 510 uh, South Franklin. And... Um, I go over to uh, I, 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 Eric Sadler had the uh, had a, a, some sort of an endorsement deal or something with the Kai or whatever, and they sent him an MPC two thousand like nobody free. Had, for free. But yeah. this is the thing nobody had never even heard of an MPC two thousand because everybody was still using the S nine fifty with with like a SB twelve or right. you know stuff like that. So they were using you know like, you know older stuff, but you know at that time it was the hot stuff right you know and um, the, S, the 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 two thousand just sitting off in the corner. Nobody was touching it. So I said, yo, y'all mind if I take that in my room and, you know, play with it? Just use it a little? I was like, go ahead. We ain't using that shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I took it in my room, and I just started messing with it, started, you know, just 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 learning it. You know what I mean? It was the first operation. You couldn't even sample more than, like, two, three seconds right. on it. It was crazy, right? But I learned it, you know. And um, one day, well, a while back, we, you know, times got a little crazy. We had to get rid of some of the equipment. Everybody was getting rid of things That they thought had some worth They didn't get rid of the, They didn't get rid of the 2000
1: Right So First of all Shout out to niggas not knowing What the NPC 2000 was man. When <laughs> And on that That day
2: well, well I chalked it up to it being early To it be He said because it first came
3: out Right he it no, been, no, so no He I was get one that. of the
2: first ones on the block Because the <laughs> NPC was a game changer
3: Oh well I guess even deeper With the not knowing what it is so I'll tell you in a second oh Yeah but so We sitting there And I think we was playing CeeLo in the house one day And, and um uh, I think Melo CeeLo
1: the game, not the not the artist. No, not, not the artist. <laughs> not the artist.
3: CeeLo the game, the three dice. You know right. what I mean? Hey, crack, all that. Right? So we was playing CeeLo and um I think Melo had lost. So he was go he we sent him to go go listen to some records or something. <laughs> you, just, you you ain't, you ain't win. You, you you know what I mean? So he went and he was listening to some records. He pulls out this record by um Seals and Croft called Sweet Green Fields, which is the actual sample for that put your hands record. Right. Um he he's like, yo, come in here. at this time I'm, we was working at a um, restaurant, you know what I mean, in Long Island, an all-white restaurant. And we was the only two black guys in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Every time I would pull up in that parking lot, I'd be like, man, I hate this fucking place. <laughs> every day I would say that. Ask Mello, he would tell you, man. Every day I pull up in the parking lot, I hate this fucking place. But that was my way to not stay there, right? Right. So, um, playing CeeLo, he, he, he pulls out the record. He's like, yo, check this out. What you think? I go, I listen to him, I like, yo, this, is, yo, this shit is hot. It's like, yo, what, we, what, you, what time you got to go to work in the morning? He's like, I don't know what time you got to go to work. I'm like, I don't know. I said, we ain't going to sleep till we finish this. He's like, but we ain't got no equipment to, to do nothing. I said, I got the 2,000 in my room. He's like, I don't know how to use that shit. I'm like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working with it the whole time. So, right. so I mean, I ain't even going to lie to you. We did that beat in probably, under, I would say about two hours. Started about maybe eleven o'clock in the evening. We probably rocked to that beat in the crib till seven o'clock in the morning. My man Fab came home. Fab, not Fabulous the rapper. My man Fabrice, that's what we used to call him. Or he—he's Buster's role role manager. Okay. He, used to, he used to, you know, he used to he used to crash at the crib. He came home from um a tr- from a show with bus. and he actually walked up the stairs with the beat playing. And it's like, he's like, oh yeah, flip <laughs> <laughs> mode. He just started doing that. So those actual ad-libs that you hear on the record- At
1: the beginning of the record, what? From, from the from, that's
3: what he was doing coming up the stairs. So when bus did it, we was like, yo, you, Fab needs to do the ad-libs on this record, because it sounds crazy what he's doing. So he took it. He took the record, he's like, yo, I want to take it to Bus. I said, like, all right, cool, go ahead, take it. He's like, next thing you know, Bust was like, yo, I want you out in the studio, blah, blah, blah. That was the first record
1: I ever did. The first record you ever did, and first this record is I ever this was the lead single off that album. Lead single off, two the times album. platinum. Correct I, me if I'm wrong.
3: Y- yeah, yeah.
1: It got nominated for um, a Grammy. Yes, sir. Lost to Will Smith. Yes, sir. Men in Black. I, yes, sir. that sucks. <laughs> nah, it doesn't, that, that, man. It doesn't. <laughs> I nah. mean, Will Sm- Will sure. Smith. Will sure.
2: Smith not- notable. Shout right, out shout to, not Will, like,
3: shout to Will Smith. Now that I have kids, man, now that I have a daughter, man, I'm glad that it lost to something that my daughter can listen to. You know what that's I'm saying? True, that's right? true, that's true, You know what I mean? Shout out to Will Smith, you man. Stick. That's that's, a, that's, that's uh, uh, I wasn't happy then, that, but I'm, that, I'm that, cool with it. You're like Will I'm,
1: Smith? Yeah. Well, I, he I sh- a Philly nigga too. You don't even cuss. <laughs> right. But we it know. it got nominated for VMAs as well. Yes, sir. So I yes, mean that, man, yes, the first song you did first song got all of these accolades. Yes, sir. That's amazing, man. Because that record is timeless.
2: Like yeah, that, that's why
3: I say hip hop royalty, whether you yo, believe it or not. Like I was playing Spades the other day and we was we was, we was, we was getting ready to bust their head and the song came on. I was like, it's over now. Boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got my theme music. Yeah, so I,
1: but what kills me though is what was the pressure like after that song? Was released To come back And do another Put your hands to be completely
3: Honest with you Even before the song Was released I had had an A&R Tell me that the song Was whack (laughs) (laughs) Does that guy have a job No he (laughs) doesn't He's no longer He's no longer In the music business Um yeah, it was crazy. He told me it was whack. He's like, you sure that's going to be the first single? You sure that's not the song that they're going to play before the real song comes on? Like in the video, you know how they used to do a little snippet of a, another song and then the the, the actual song would right. come on? Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. How I don't think anybody felt like that when they first heard that beat come
1: on. Well, oh.
3: you know, the business the business is kind of crazy, man. And um, a lot of people, there's a lot of nepotism and stuff like that. And a lot of people have jobs because of who they know, not right. what they know, you know. Right. So that for that reason, I give him a pass <laughs> <laughs> but you know he called me later on after the after the record actually dropped he called me and um he apologized and i was like um no doubt, no problem. I'm on my way to this party at Mariah Carey's house. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm so, i So, I mean, it was yeah. kind of crazy. I was feeling myself a little bit that day. I was like, wow, Mariah Carey called me, asked me to come
1: to the party. i mean, yeah, okay. As yeah. you should have. And yeah. I was, it was perfect getting that call what? that yeah, day, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called me. I was like, I couldn't believe this dude called me. I, I, for on, only because I'm not that kind of guy, I'm not going to tell you what his name is, man, because that... <sighs> His, anybody that
1: hears this right now that's sitting next to him would smack the <laughs> hell out of this dude. Yo, like right. you
3: heard that and was like, Yeah,
1: man. I mean, there's ten... been some things I've passed on that I would have passed on. For instance, I would have passed on Soldier Boy.
3: I st- yeah. still might pass on Soldier Boy. I'm <laughs> but
1: not... I mean, if you were the if you were the executive in charge of that project, there'd be a bad business decision to pass on Soldier Boy. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. there there are some things that I would have passed on. But this particular track though. I've had dudes pass on Trey Songs. Yeah.
3: <sighs>
2: Dude. I'm but, surprised you got an apology though. Like out of Yeah, like everybody had like a yeah. lot of people have those stories, but nobody gets an apology. He had no choice, dude. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm
3: not even gonna lie, Bus said it in the record 30 times a day, should'll make you delirious. They played that record like you that record, I no lie. We was in a party, Kid Capri was spinning the record, he played it like six times in a row, a fight broke out. As soon as the fight, they cleaned it up, he put it back on another five times. I was like, damn. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like Yo. I was like, that's crazy. So it it was that record had legs, man. It was powerful. I, I I'm not even gonna lie. I, I still can't believe that we did it. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny. what was the pressure coming back from that? Like how do you how do you do the next record? Well, this is the thing. A lot of people were asking us to give them that. You know, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I've always been taught by the people that I've that I that I work with. That uh you gotta be, you know, creative. So, you know, don't don't just be a copycat. Don't just keep doing the same thing. So, like my thing was, and it could have been a mistake, but my thing was we got other stuff. Like, you know, check out something else. Let's, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, meanwhile, other people came with, like, I mean, Rashad, Rashad did, like, that was one of the last records done on that album. You know what I mean? And they made it the first single. Um, but Bus wanted a follow-up that was similar to it. So Rashad did Dangerous. Which, if you Google, that's a PSA announcement from back in the days right. with Little Pills singing. I remember this that. is serious, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's 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 crazy how that happened, but you know, and then you know, there was other people that 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 use joints to. I, I heard some of my favorite rappers fall off that beat. A lot of people couldn't even didn't know how to rock to that beat, like you know. So it wasn't something that was easy for us to actually sell at first. If the the stars aligned perfectly with Buster. Right, Because he was that different guy And doing that was perfect for him You know what I mean But it was a hard I guess Next few things after that Because it was like Everybody wanted that You know what I mean And if we didn't come with that It was a problem So we did some records for other people Right after that But then we figured You know what Maybe what we need to do Is come with our own artists And do our own thing You know what I mean So we uh, went back into the lab And we, we hibernated for a little while um, we go to parties and stuff, uh, and see different people and see different things. But we met, uh, same dude, Fab, came back and he had an artist with him. He bought this dude by the name of PD, PD Pablo. And, um, Petey had, he had a bunch of songs that he had, but there was no real theme to what he was doing. So we was like, you know what, let's revamp this whole thing that you got. He had this one record though that was crazy called the Anthem. And he, the stuff that he, the the stuff that he would say on this record just made you hungry because he just started off naming a bunch of food, and I was like, God damn, this country nigga got me starving right now. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, cool. So we started started messing with Petey, and just, like I I knew that I need to be more than a producer, but before, just before I met, before Fab brought Petey to the crib to actually, you know, to before he came to stay with us because he ended up living with us for a while. The day he came to stay with us, I had just bought a Roland VS sixteen eighty hard disk recorder, mm-hmm. and I was saying, to myself, "I need to be more than a pro- I need to learn how to record because I, right now I'm just a I, I thought I was just you know I thought I was a producer, but I really wasn't a producer. I was a beat maker. You know what I'm saying? I I I I I, I had to learn to become a producer to, right. to, to to build a whole project and all of that stuff. So I bought that sixteen eighty because uh, I wanted to learn how to record and, and and do stuff. The day I bought it, the day PD came to stay with us. The first three songs that we did actually went on his album. Oh wow! Yeah, for, like we we had like eight records on that album as the coalition. Wow! You know, so it was, it was we executive produced that album. Like that was that was. <laughs> what's crazy about that is that album was nominated for a Grammy too, and we lost to Will Smith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to find Will and, <laughs> nah. and, not, and for like get one his not one of his first <laughs> <laughs> <style. laughs>
3: Yeah, that that was crazy too. I think that was um. I think I think we lost either to getting Jiggy with it. No, no, no. no. Oh or, man! Or, or either no, no, no. It was either that or the Wild West. One of those. One of those. I think it was the Wild Wild West
1: soundtrack. Or something the worst like that. movie probably ever he was ever in. Yeah, yeah.
2: but that yeah. was it was mainstream and they put a lot of money behind it. So I, I mean, it was I a high budget movie.
1: It was a yeah. high budget
3: movie. I mean, it was a Will Smith record. I mean, album that that it lost it because he got. I think it was um. It was I think it was best album or something like that and. That, that album got nominated, and you know what's crazy? I was I'm living down here. I I started listening to Steve Harvey in the morning, and um, one of the the record that I played for Tabari when he came to hear uh, PE at the crib because we did the meeting at the house. I was like, you know, I got tired of going to um. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I got tired of going up to the labels because that whole incident where we took that record. And the dude didn't told me he did, that thought. Put your hands was whack. Right. I, I evaluated that over and over in my head, and I was like, "Why would he say that?" But then I realized he had so many different things going on. He's looking out the window. He's doing. He's he's talking on the phone. He got his secretary coming in here talking to him. He's not paying attention. So he oh. really at all, you know. Okay. So I was like, the next time we have a real real serious situation, I'm gonna um I'm gonna make them come to us you know, and um, so we called uh, Tabari, and first he didn't want to come, and, you know, I told told him, I said, you know, look, Tab, y'all go out, y'all got got these cars, man, y'all be in the club, popping bottles, man, you know what I'm saying, I said, stay on the clock, treat like a business, you know what I mean, Uh, it's a meeting, you know what I mean, had a car, you don't even drive to work, you got a car to take you to work, You had a car drop you off in Queens real quick, do this meeting real quick, you know what I mean, he came through, and I think we played him um, the truth about me, or yeah, I think it was the truth about me. And he heard that record, and he was like, "Oh man, it's crazy." And like I said, since I, since I moved down here, Steve Harvey, I was listening to Steve Harvey on the radio, and Steve was like, um, "My favorite record from is one of the records that Petey Pablo did on that first album," and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Damn!" Like I, like, I, you know, Steve Harvey's a comedy he's a comedy dude. Right. I'm not thinking like you know he's He's listening to P. D. Pa- P D. Paolo records, you know what I'm saying, and it was, it was a te- the record called Test of My Faith." You know, he's like, because Petey starts the record off, "When I was dead broke, and about to go crazy." You know, half a tank of gas, two cigarettes, scrapping up change in the ashtray. You know what I mean? I guess it, it, it hit him personally, and you know, we would we had a we had a, a real formula when we were building that album, so. It was we sat there and we just, you know, Melo would talk with Petey and figure out the concept. Me and Petey would record the songs and make them make them make them epic. We were trying to we were trying to do a movement. We, you know, a lot of these guys out here that are claiming that they are artists, they don't have a movement. They just have a song here, a song there. They don't have a, a, a real movement. And we were trying to make Petey into a movement. And we were like, how better to make him a movement than to have him represent all of North Carolina? So you know, we was like, okay, let's let's do some real North Carolina shit. And then Petey met Timbaland, and Timbaland gave him that beat, and Petey was like, yo, I'm gonna do something with Tim. We're like, all right, cool, let's do it. And he came back and played me that. Uh,
1: North Carolina, yeah. Yeah.
3: man, yo, everybody waving their shirts, yo, I, <laughs> yo. It was a rap after that. I was like, right. that's it. I was like, that needs to be the single right there. That that was huge. That that's typical of exactly what we're trying to. do. It makes it a movement, right? You know, and. We just we just ran with it from there
2: and you know one of the things that I like in listening to your story i hear and and I don't hear this from a lot of people because like for instance an artist wants to put his flag in the ground and say i'm an artist right, right? or a producer normally wants to put his flag in the ground and say I'm a producer right. but in listening to you 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 were able to adapt you kind of move back and forth and you was like okay yeah i'm a I, I produced but you realize hey I wasn't a producer I was a beat maker Right and and then you did some management before you went on the road. So I don't know. I guess talk to me a, a little bit about
3: how you how, how you found your your spot. Well, like like I said, I found my spot by finding my team. You know, and um, out of the Busta Rhymes songs and you know the the, the different people that we worked with. You know, we did records with MC Light. We did records with Onyx, Sticky Fingers. You know what I'm saying? We did records with a lot of different people. Um, out of that, I, I was able to, you know, find my team and put a name to it. Um, so we founded we founded a group, uh or should I say a group of producers that had s- s- some type of success. Uh we uh I don't know if you know DR period, DR period, uh Annie Up, uh Hey Ma, Cameron, you know, uh my man Spider Man, half of the group Spider Man and Freeze, uh thought of, I not mean, thought of me, um Poison, Bell, Biv DeVoe. I want to sex you up. Color me bad. You know. Um, you know. Uh, we, we just. We My partner, Fran, lover, Joe Norty, uh Chucky Madness. We just. We just. We put it together, and I was able to find a family from where I could, you know, become a, 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 a cog in the machine. And um, you know, people are best suited when they know what they're needed for, and I found what I was needed for. So I was able to utilize that, you know. Um, a lot of people want to just be a part of things, but they don't want to make themselves an asset. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at it two ways. You can either be—you're to either be one of two things. You're gonna be an asset, or you're gonna be an asshole. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody needs real. another asshole. <laughs> we can't have any gray area in there. Nah, you, no, I mean, be honest with me. Come on, man. You got people that hang around that are either gonna be productive part of what you're doing, or they're just gonna get on your nerves.
1: Right. Right? right? Now, now yeah. I'm, yeah,
3: I'm just messing with you, man. No, I, I, I no, totally no, agree. No. You know, I'm, I, it's not as cut and dry as that, but right. I'm saying, you know. Shit, I mean, if it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but you, when you really think about it down, when it comes down to, to, to making money and making progress, that's what it is. Some people do nothing for a period of time and then they adapt and learn to be able to become a productive member of what you're doing. Right. But some people just stay the same forever and stay in the same place forever. And that's only going to hold you back. Like, I got too many aspirations to be held back. Like, you know, I realized at an early age that anything that I've ever failed at is because I didn't give it 100%. Anything that I gave 100% to, I accomplished. So, you know, first song we ever did went platinum. First artist I ever had went platinum. I mean, you know, it's a blessing, you know, and, you know... I found a family. I've had people ask me, you know, Jay, hey, come mess with us, you know we can make you rich, blah blah blah. you just gotta stop fucking with those guys.
1: <laughs> wow,
3: yeah, that ain't happening. no, nah, I can't do that man Some people would all money's not good money, man, yeah, definitely. all money's not good yeah. money, you know what I mean, um, I would much rather be able to sleep at night, knowing that I've never violated or or did anybody wrong to the point where they are gonna come after me or want 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 my head for something, you know, so I just i look. Peace of mind, man. You got to be able to lay
1: your head down at night and no demons chasing you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So rumor has it, though, that you guys are putting together the producer coalition again.
3: Yeah, well, we trying to. We trying to. Not excuse me. I hate that word trying. We are revamping. Right. We we we're we're renovating. Okay. Um, Right. Music to me, or to us, should I say, has taken a um, a a bad turn. Like you know, uh, there's no like. You remember when hip-hop started, man? Hip-hop was positive. Like, there was right. n- there was no negativity in hip-hop, right? Like, it was just all positive records. Now, don't get twi- twisted. Some diss records, but the diss records were all in fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... But that's like the bridges over... Right, that's and, what know, I'm that saying. Kinda, that's right, right. At that yeah, point, you know what I mean? Party records. Right. And don't get me... T- I, I, I can appreciate a good diss record now, too, mm-hmm. all right? But the thing is, with, uh... The way that it is now, it's like it's so much negativity like that's all that 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 the people the powers that that have the power to actually put these records in the airspace are promoting you know they're not trying to promote the 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 there's a lot of talented rappers that are doing I mean Kendrick is a dope rapper, but he's not
1: getting the light in the mainstream that he should be. I think, actually, he's probably the only one that's even getting a little bit of glimpse, a little bit of shadow shadow bounce, reflecting light, something. Right, but he's but he's, to, for for the he, talent that he has, yeah. he's not getting what he right. should. He's well, you like, know, his
2: content is real. He, a lot of people feel like his content might even be too black. I don't necessarily feel like that. no
3: such thing. But, you know, mainstream. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I
3: mean, it's, you know. I'm a dark-skinned dude, man. I, there's no such thing as too black. I mean... <laughs> You're around like-minded individuals. <laughs> I'm just talking about the mainstream. You know
2: what I'm saying? Because I mean, it's not always it's it's not always kind to those kind of artists. Yeah, no. Nah, like man, you're right. even even when Pac was doing this thing, but Pac yeah. spoke out a lot, but he had to had to wheel it back a little bit for mainstream. Look what in happened certain to him, instances.
3: Yeah.
1: Look what happened to him, though. So how so how does the, go. how does the producer coalition change this then? What are we what are we working on?
3: Well, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways we can can change it. Uh, a lot of uh, one way is platforms such as what you're doing here. Like we have the ability to put out things on a different medium. We don't have to wait for a record label anymore. We don't have to wait for uh, the 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 um, mainstream radio stations. You know, there's a lot of different states. There's satellite. There's a lot of different venues to play these to play this music. And to be honest with you, music is the one thing that. Well, there's two things in the world that are, are universal: numbers and music. Right? You go anywhere in the world, numbers are the same. I mean, they might have a different shape or whatever. One is one, two is two, three is three. If somebody, if you hold up three fingers, they know you're talking about three. They might say it different, right? But it's three, right. right? If you go anywhere in the world, you. Compose something and you change that into a musical format. You, a Chinese guy can read it. That reads music. You know what I mean. A Asian guy, African. You know, music right. is music, yeah. and music has a power that allows us to. Uh, it changes your mood. Like we could have the same conversation. And if there was some, so if if your 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 uh, your engineer decided that he wanted to. Uh, Put on some 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 sinister music behind us right now. All of a sudden, the conversation would get a little bit more devious, <laughs> right. right? You know. And if you start putting on some happy go lucky mo- music, next thing you know, we're talking in an upbeat upbeat mode. Yeah. So I figure um, if we, as the coalition, can you know put together some good records that have good meaning, good you know, good uh. Content, content, so. content to it. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I was looking for that word too, man. You, you <laughs> were holding? It. See, he, was, he was holding that word back, had it behind his back. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Because put together some 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 music with some good content, uh, pr- proper content. We know the format. You know, the format is the format. You know, once you've done it, you know the format. So we put together good content, and and it's just a matter of time before it it picks up. You know, we 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 know how to we've we know how to blow up an artist. We know how to make uh, things happen. I've been a part of a lot of people' situation before they got big, and now they're big. You know, um, not not saying that I had anything to do with all of them, but I was there. Just Blaze was a Just Blaze was a. a, a, a assistant engineer on, on on some of my early projects. Like assistant sitting there like, you know, hey, he'd be in the back room playing messing around with beats and talking about, hey, what do you think about this stuff? I'm like, yo, that's actually pretty high. Like that. Didn't know this dude was gonna be just Blaze. You, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Um Trey Songs, I I have been recording. I was recording Trey when he was like 17 years old. You, you know what I mean? Like Trey always had talent. His his work ethic was incredible, you know, so we know the formula, and we, we have the, uh, the presence to make it happen. And we have, there's less than probably, I'll say, three to four degrees of separation between us and anybody we need to reach in the business.
1: Right.
3: So it's just a matter of getting it where we want to get it to and take it, let it, let it take, take off from there. Like we, have a, we have an artist right now named Brody Revere out of Ohio. Brody is probably one of the most refreshing sounds that I've heard in a very long time. Um his content is both uh positive and um it's clear, man. Like 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 you understand what he's saying and it's conversational. It's not like he's trying to rap. It's like he's talking to you and it happens to rhyme. You know? Right. Like that's yeah. that's that's why you like an artist. That's why you, you don't, like when people are trying to, when people are trying to rap to me, that's, that's, it's, 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 it's kind of fake.
1: Right. You know? But if they can
3: engage you, it, it makes it. Right. Yeah. If you can, if you can just say something and it happens to rhyme, I'm like, damn, that should be a song. Like, even if it's just conversational. Right. You know? And, um, I think KRS said it uh best. Like, you know, hip hop is a, 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 a way of life. You know, rap is something that you do. That's a, that's, that's the verb. Like, you know. A lot of these guys take that verb and they just do it to do it. But it needs to be something that comes natural. You go you walk down the street right now, I guarantee you, nine out of ten people you walk in ha- either rap now, have rapped, or have some type of recording studio equipment in their house or something. You know, everybody's everybody's trying to do it. Right. So it gets watered down and everything just it's a cycle. This gangster, hardcore, every crazy stuff, that can only last but for so long. It's going to come back around. It right. Has to, it has to. I hope so. <laughs> you know, it, it has to. It's a cycle. I mean, come on, man. You got kids. You got kids. Think about it. Kids now are wearing flat tops. Like, we did that. Right. <laughs> How long ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? Man. They're doing... They're, it's a cycle. Everything is a cycle, man. We, I mean, I skinny jeans. We ain't never did the skinny jeans. We did do the straight leg pants. Right. You know what I mean? So... I don't know if that qualifies as the
1: same. But. Yeah, when you get <laughs> when
3: you take when you taper the bottom, that's that's what I'm saying. It was, yeah, it was close. It was they tapering
1: the top. Yeah, they yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I like to think I had no part in skinny jeans whatsoever.
3: Uh, well, I'm definitely not trying to squeeze none of this into no skinny nothing. That's that's for real. Yeah. Believe, believe that. But um, you know, I I'm just saying it, it all comes back around, you know. And these guys have to get it from somewhere. Even the music, man. Think about it. Some of the best records that we grew up on hip-hop-wise are records that we grew up on R&B-wise. What do you mean? Explain. Like, Juicy, Biggie. Oh, right, you know? right. Gotcha. M2 May, right? Yeah. You loved that when it was M2 May. You loved it when it was Juicy. Right. Right? Some of the some of your favorite records, like, think about it. What is hip-hop without James Brown? Right. You know what I mean? Without Without Al Green. You know what I mean? And you love Al Green. You love James Brown. But you love it again. When, right. it, when it was reinvented Right, right. And So basically what I'm saying is Some of our favorite things Come back around And you know I'm not necessarily saying Conscious rap Because conscious rap Kind of borders on something else Right But Good music Good Clean I can understand you Talking about some issues And all that stuff Music That's gonna That has to come back
2: So what do you see going on Like right now uh, Especially with what's happening in hip hop man with this beef record like matter of fact well yeah maybe you could talk a little bit about the how beefs have evolved and what you've seen and from yeah from when you began up to now
3: okay well um i don't know if you guys ever remember hearing about the beef that KRS-One had with uh PM Dawn uh, the the yeah, it's kind of a crazy. See, I
2: knew you was gonna say. I I just <laughs> knew you was gonna say MC Shan, but nah. PM
3: Dawn? Nah, PM Dawn. Set a drift on memory bliss. Yeah, man, PM Dawn. Like this is crazy, but um. Was PM Dawn really considered hip hop though? I don't know if they were. They hey, they were on this hip hop show that I was at at the Sound Factory, and they were perform <laughs> Baby, you sent me. It was crazy bananas, right? But was, where
2: else could they perform that? But like, hold
3: on, no but hold on, okay, okay. though. Check <laughs> it out, though. Check it out. All of a sudden, this is when. Uh, all of a sudden, like the stage just started rumbling. It was bananas. Like, it just, people just started, I'm standing there with, it was me, uh, I think the leaders of New School, Charlie Brown, and I think Latifah was there, and Tretch. And, um, all of a sudden, it just started rumbling and whatnot. And then, like, the, 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 People just came from the back of the stage and the fat dude from PM Dawn, do not have to call him fat dude? He already did. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah, wait, nah. we, we keep that though. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, right? The fat dude, man, they he just gets pushed off the stage like like like, like, like rush hour on the subway. Like he just gets pushed off the stage. And I'm like, whoa, what the, what the hell? Everybody's standing like, what's going on? And then the DJ, like somebody grabs the DJ and they start giving him the heave hole. Like <laughs> What's going on? Like, everybody's standing like, what's... Because the, they're performing now and this is right. happening. And then all of a sudden, KRS-One comes out. Sucker MC's dug down. Man, the place erupted. It was ridiculous. That was about P.M. Dawn? No, it wasn't about P.M. Dawn, oh. but that was a hell of a way for him to introduce that song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, was, it was a hell of a way for him to introduce that song. I could... Yo, look. I... I was there that night. It was the sound factory in Manhattan on 27th Street. I'll never forget it. It was crazy. That was beef taken to another level. These guys that are beefing nowadays, beefing on wax, they talking a little bit of something, you know what I mean? Um, I ain't gonna front. 50 was a pretty good beef, dude. He shut down a couple careers.
1: Yeah. What's your your favorite beef of all time? Your Your diss track, I should say. Without question, it's Ether.
3: Yeah, that's mine too. Without question, it's Ether. Just the name alone kills careers. Right. You feel me? And like, Nas, I think Nas was fed up when he wrote that record. I think he was totally fed up. I think, and I like Jay, but Jay ain't have nothing for that.
1: Nah, I, I, like you said, he was emotionally invested in every line, every, every word, was on purpose, was and there was a lot of venom in. There was a lot of ether in every word, spewing all over the place. <laughs> right. I don't use that word Spew. often, too, but I get a chance to use it with that. With just
3: spewed venom <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, it was. That was a venomous record, man. Like I mean, that today, nobody would ever believe somebody could get on Jay like that. Right You know what I mean Cockerfella records You know what I mean He, 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 he killed them man like, like Everything that anybody Could ever say about Jay Was said in
1: that record <laughs> yeah.
3: Everything
1: Yeah it's true What, what about you K What's your favorite Diss track of all time
2: Um, Favorite of all time Ether is definitely up there I'm going
1: with Ether man That was yeah. what I was going to say Ether is definitely up there yeah. <laughs> Ether is a tough <laughs> hey, flex down you let you don't like the Kumo cool d records <laughs> See, <laughs> my Mo I, d I, I remember love. that
2: but I was young no
1: no no no
3: no just the thing though a lot of times people liked those records but they didn't know that it was beef you know how you like me now and all I said so they did they if, even if it sounded like it's beef they didn't know who he was beefing with like right. the, you know him and LL going back and forth now it's a good a good second place though second round knockout that's a cannabis. Very, cannabis.
2: Yeah. Hey, can because he, he had Mike Tyson in the video. That, that was, was a, rough.
3: That was a good second place. If you want to talk about this record
1: I don't know what happened. Was it? Was that? You know, it's kind of similar. I'm not. You know what? That record actually was better than LL's song. Of course it was, but that's not the way it looked in the media. Nah, you For,
3: know why? Because it, <laughs> LL was able to. Well. No, no. First of all, shout out to LL. He's he's a hip hop legend, of course, and all of that. Right. But Respect. I mean, everybody gets punched in the face once in a while. He got punched <laughs> in the face with that record. Like I think he he has to know that. Yeah. He, can, he cannot possibly not know that that record did some serious damage. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, um, cannabis was able to comfort this dude on on a level that like his beat that that made all them beats with Kumo D look like they was like that's. Y'all two little girls in the school y'all slapping slap fighting right that, that was a straight up punch yeah. and you know what it stemmed from from what I understand was uh, a record that they did I think it was uh f- was it five four three two one yeah. yeah 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 it was, I think it was yeah because it three, was two.
2: cannabis ll method man was on the record yeah master
3: p I think was on the record right. there's a lot of people on the record and cannabis was down towards the end and um. Cannabis mentioned the mic on LL's arm. Let me borrow that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think L took it the wrong way, right. you know? And, and he not only took Cannabis off the record, but he changed his verse and... Said some things, yeah. you know. You don't want to bar that. You want to idolize, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you know what I mean. So it 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 kind of it kind of because I think I, I think did he take him off and put DMX on? it There's something happened. Somebody right. else was replaced on that. the record, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the thing is, it, I think that was pretty much the wrong way to go about it. Like you know, the
1: son came back with
3: yo.
2: With, I don't think nobody saw that coming either. No. Nobody
3: even knew who cannabis was. Right. It wasn't even somebody like, with a capability to get LL, LL didn't LL like see that. it coming. Right. LL didn't see it coming. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped off the curb and got hit by a bus. Oh, yo, if y'all can see his face right now, yo. <laughs> yo. I'm just saying, man, like that was that was serious. Like, if you have to you gotta mention that in the in in the top five disc records of all times. Um there's a few other ones, but What, go ahead, you got one?
2: Yeah, I figured out my favorite of all time, man. I figured out hit him up,
1: pop. Oh, yeah, that, but see, that, to me, you know what, that's when it turned into, it's not even a diss record no more. Now it's just Just off the gate fucking, like the first thing he said is first off, fuck your bitch. And And the the click click you claim. claim. Like the only people left out was children. Everybody else is fucked. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah,
3: yeah. 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 No, that definitely, that definitely,
2: and it was a club record. That's how he was coming, and he was definitely emotionally charged. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if this was the standard, if this is the standard, Pac uh, is deaf. Uh, Pac you- demands to be among the
1: top. But you know why I'm I'm giving I'm giving a records. discount? He's getting a handicap. Why you say that? Because he had niggas on the track with him.
2: Yeah, but nobody knew them niggas. It like, don't matter though. Respect to the outlaws, but nobody I mean, do you
1: remember do you Compared remember them, what they said though on the record? Uh, somebody get out the way, get out the way. Didn't went in on that record. Yeah. yeah. No dis- no disrespect to the outlaws. Shout out to the outlaws. My boy Quez
3: is one of the outlaws. Uh just he actually a graduate of the school that I um that I that I am the director at right now. Um but the outlaws but, but, come on, man. We're talking about Pac right now. Yeah, and but I'm saying he was- had him
1: on the track. So that you gotta anybody who's on the track is gets, you know what I'm saying? They, you have to evaluate that part. And yeah. I, and their yeah. parts weren't that great. It was okay, but it wasn't. I, when I listen to that record for greatness, I don't really think about their parts. Though to be completely honest, you skip honest after with his you. part. Well, no, because he comes back in and starts talking. Yeah, I, 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 when I when I when
3: I listen to that record for greatness, I mean to be completely honest with you, I'm really thinking about what he was coming at do for. Like And you know, it was
1: and, so ignorant. It was and, like
3: And it's about the bombs
2: that you drop on the record. Like you right. don't have to you don't have to be the most lyrical or whatever, but you gotta drop some bombs on the record. Like lyrically you have to drop some bombs. I'm not talking about sound effects. Right. right. I'm not that's not a Jab. That, that didn't sound like a shot. Okay, it might be a jab. <laughs> but you But lyrically You have to come And pop came So hard on that record That what the outlaws Had to say It remained second fiddle Right But well, you know
3: You know what else too though Even
2: though Biggie Never said anything
3: You know You know what else too though It has a lot to do with Um What Your listeners Know already You know Um What What What, what your listeners Either know Or believe to be true You know Because um Your boy right now,
1: I don't know, can can we talk about that right now? Actually, you know what, let's take a quick break, and we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk to you guys about the Drake and the Meek (laughs) Mill.
0: Always stop me, man. (laughs) To submit topic suggestions, email us at info at the 9010rule.com. All
1: right, so as everybody who's been listening to anything in the media right now when it comes to hip-hop knows, Drake and Meek Mill are going through it right now. I don't know, guys. I um, I think that, you know, we're talking about hip-hop royalty. We're talking about vintage stuff. We're talking about quality sound and quality music. I think that there is something to what Meek Mill is saying. I think that there's some value to his position. Well, he needs to say it louder then because I'm not hearing it. <laughs> right now,
3: he's getting... Like Steve Harvey would say, whooped, (laughs) pronounce
1: the H. He's getting whooped in that battle right now. Okay, okay, I feel you and I agree. Right now, the way that it's looking, Meek Mill is, is basically getting sun. So what about the message that he's supposed to be saying? Do you? How do y'all feel about ghostwriters in, in hip hop? Well, my dad always told me first of
3: first off, my dad always told me, "You stay long, you play wrong." He took a little bit too long to actually make that play, so that, I think that hurt him to begin with. Uh, I think hip hip hop is supposed to be about authenticity, right? Right. Well, we all know there's been ghostwriters in hip hop <laughs> forever. There's been ghostwriters in hip hop forever. You right. Know? I mean, if you go back down to 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 uh, rappers delight. Right, that whole record was the whole ghost record write. was ghost written. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it was somebody else's uh, beat, gra- music. Gra- right? Yeah. Exactly. Grandmaster Caz is probably one of the most famous ghost writers of all time. You, you yeah. feel me? And that's so, good
1: times the beat. So like nothing about that song is authentic. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And. and and he, I believe those dudes are talking about writing their rhymes in the record, but that's a whole other story, right? So, you know, I mean, I can't get mad at them. It is what it is, and people grew up on it. But, you know, ghostwriting has always been a part of it. So, you know, uh, I, I look at it like this. People, at this particular point, we just need good music. So, you know, as long as the people are getting credited for it, or whatever the case may be, however it is, and getting paid for it, I don't care who writes the damn record. Um... Unless you want to sit there and pretend and say that you write all your rhymes. If you're gonna sit there and say I write all my rhymes and then have a ghostwriter, right. shoot yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too mad at it, to be completely honest with you. Because look, think about it. Hooks and all that stuff, some of the best parts of records weren't written by the person that's record who it belongs to. Right. If you look at a lot of ideas as a producer, I present records to people all the time that have hooks on them. I wrote the damn hook. Right. My partner wrote the damn hook. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't write the hook. People, the record is their record, but we wrote the hook.
1: So yep. is that a ghostwriter? Right. Well, I mean, as an engineer before, I've done some kind of loop, chop version of something that they weren't even thinking about. They really made the hook. I don't know if I ever got a ghostwriting record uh, credit on that either.
2: I mean, a lot, of, a lot of rappers have talked about Even Lil Wayne. Even Wayne's talked about. I mean, it' widely known that Gilly was writing a lot of those records. Right. So, I, I don't think that the the public is necessarily um, uh, new to the idea of there being a ghostwriter. But I, I think it 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 clashes with the smoke and mirrors of, of what is put out there. Is that everybody is coming with these records off of the top of the dome?
3: Some of our right? favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you good. Some of our favorite rappers. Have been rumored to have ghostwriters, right? Think about it. NWA, Ice Cube have been rumored to write a lot of those records. Yep. You know what I mean? So Yeah, somebody wrote easy stuff, right? As oh, Ice Cube and D.O.C. Yeah, right. exactly. So if you if you if you wanna go back to that, we still love the records, right? Right. It's still with good music, right? Right. They still just they they still have a a, a movie about to come out. Any day now that's I, supposed I, to be bananas. I can't wait to see it. Do, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. So who gives a damn who wrote the damn record? Right? Right. They're not sitting there screaming that they wrote everything. So, like, it's cool. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem with that, man. Like, you know, like you said, some a lot of people write records for other people.
1: So so what went wrong? What how did you guys feel about Meek Mill prior to all of this? I think Meek Mill is dope. Yeah,
2: I like him as a as a rapper.
1: I, I think he's a
2: little honestly. I think he's a little limited because he's what I've heard from him is literally one type of record. He has to get into this flow. To, if he can't do his rah, I'll I'll hear him on nothing else. Right. And and so I think there's as far as like. His career growing, he got to be able to switch up his flow and to adapt to, to, you know, different styles in order to to have music working in, you know, other markets. Yes, sir. Right? Um, but that's not, I mean, that's not my my problem with, with Meek. It, he definitely reacted too slow. But as, as far as the Ghostwriter thing, it was like he was upset about it. But nobody else
3: cared. <laughs> that's what and, I'm and saying. nobody right. stopped him.
2: <laughs> nobody stopped
3: him. That's what I'm like saying.
2: Cr- nobody in his crew, and I, I'm probably going to offend, like, some of my political connects, but, I mean. Offend him. No, somebody could have stopped him. Somebody could have, like, put a hand on his chest. Whoa, whoa. Hang on. Slow down, <laughs> bro. I know what you're about to say. Right. But. It's not that Like, silly. all of this could have been avoided, man. They could have told him to delete the tweets or something long. To, you know what I'm saying? Like it, something could have been done. Somebody should
3: have stopped Meek. I think it would have been worse if he would have deleted the tweets.
1: Yeah, it would have.
3: I think it would have been worse if he would have del- deleted them. But so you're right. Somebody should have stopped him. Um, he 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 got dare I say diary of the mouth. He just just kept on spewing. But at the same time, it, it offended him. And I guess he was trying to say that he writes his own stuff. So why isn't Drake writing his own stuff? Now, if I'm well, not mistaken, there's a record called All Eyes on Me right now. And a lot of that stuff on that record is the flow and some of the words that Biggie had in that... Uh, that's the one with him and Nicki. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, from, the, had, from the Bone Thugs. Bone song. Thugs, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the whole thugs. cadence. Yeah. Right? That whole cadence, not to mention some of the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Now, would then Biggie be considered Meek Mill's ghostwriter? Literally? I think there, there probably is some type of... <laughs> I think actually there is some type of interpolation fee that has to get paid on that if they I, claim I'm, I'm it. I'm sure you... I'm almost positive you do what, have to do that. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, if that's the case, man, a lot of people owe Big Sean a check.
3: But, <laughs> but, but now... That's, you know, a, that's another show. In in defense of Meek Mill, though, I would guess I would say that, you know, he's not doing it under the guise that he's trying to hide where he got it from. right. So in defense, come on, i I'm a, I'm a big fan of the field, nigga. You us dark skinned dudes got to stick together. No, like, I'm so excited because right, right.
1: I got two brown skin and dark skinned dudes sitting in the, in the in the studio here repping for light team light skin. So uh, you know I'm already on cloud nine right now. Only and only in this situation, it's cool. We back, man. With this we're particular we're all the way back. First we had Barack Obama, now Drake is sunny niggas. We back. It's and Cut man, it out
2: Don't get too comfortable Over here
1: it's, No we good Shamar more ass nigga Don't make me call Drake <laughs> Is that an S girl? <laughs> <laughs> now I got Indian to my family <laughs> <laughs> You got a Silk shirt wearing <laughs> <laughs> Nah but look though here, the, the funny thing about it man Is that I don't think what Drake realized Was that The fan has changed the, the the listener has changed. And where now it's not so much hip-hop fans as it is pop culture fans. So you got white people that know Drake intimately. They know everything about him. They know all his flow because that's their music now. You say you don't think Drake realizes? I'm sorry. Think, I, Drake, I don't think Meek realizes it. Okay, cool, cool. That. So now. Meek is thinking, oh, hip hop fans, they gonna they're gonna back me on this. They gonna have my back because we we it's gotta be real. We from the hood. And Drake's fans, which is span the not globe. Good. They're pop culture fans. They like, they like fans. Taylor hip- Swift. They like, uh, you know, you name the the artists that you would think probably wouldn't like a hip hop record. Drake's fans are th- those people. So True. so when they're sitting there saying, what is Meek Mill talking about? They really, there's some legitimacy to what they're saying. What are you talking about? Because right. they don't care about that. That's not what music is to them. Right. Because for hip hop,
3: for, for a lot of us, it came up with the whole, you write your songs, you know, the producer does it. I mean, think about it down to production There's ghost producers Right You, you feel yeah, me right. There's yeah. ghost producers I, You're I'm, saying there's some Like it's only a couple
2: It's no, a lot f- A lot
3: I, right. I've ghost produced Right Okay what? please listen That's how a lot of people get on For real, for real. Especially if you're doing a record for, And you yeah. don't like the record <laughs> It goes quick You know what I mean Right But, but I've ghost produced So yeah, there's ghost producers So it's not it's not Something that's too foreign To uh, the whole situation you know, I mean, I think Meek got upset. I had to choose my words carefully. He does. He does. He is a street dude. Right. <laughs> I think Meek got upset, and um, he got, got a little carried away with his with his anger. You know, I think had he had he taken the time to really think of the 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 grand scale of of what it is. And I mean, right now you're talking about it's a pit bull versus a chihuahua right now when it comes to to, to revenue, right? You know? Mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> Drake said, right? <laughs> it's the world tour, your girls tour. Like, I mean, come on, man, that's that's crazy. And you know, people are always asking, like, what well, you tell me? What do you, what do you think? Do you do you think that Meek Mill is going to be hurt by this? Yeah.
1: I, hurt in which absolutely. way? Physically or no 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 no. I'm talking about career, career, career wise. Yeah, I think so because yeah, yeah. you don't think so? No, I I,
2: oh. I absolutely he's hurt.
1: I think the reason why is because in his world, credibility is all that matters. And his but and this, his credibility is gone. Is, yeah, but is Meek Mill really trying to stay in the world that he really was? He was an
3: underground rapper, like a like a street rapper. Right. Is he really trying to stay? He's he's fucking with Nicki Minaj right now. He's trying to do th- different things. He really think okay, he's, so, he's he's well, trying to get into that whole Drake. Thing. So what you saying is this makes him relevant in that sense? Yes, sir. Okay. And and you know things like this. Certain times there's no real loser if they know how to handle it after the fact. Okay, you know because I mean look, LL went on to make a lot of records after that cannabis record, right? And still be be a pop a pop icon. But LL was kind of the man before that though So Yeah but I've watched Ja Rule was the man before 50 came along <laughs> <laughs> Ja, ja-, ja-, yeah, ja- yeah. We're talking about how you handle it It's not how you fall But how you get up You feel me? Is Ja Rule up yet? <sighs> he, He's, he up But he on crutches
1: Yeah <laughs> He on crutches He's still around somewhere. I was always saddened by that I don't know why it was
2: just so... Were, were you... Were you You had like feelings for Ja Rule or something? You was like... It really was just, just saddening. That was your
1: mans? No, nah, it was just so saddening because like Ja Rule was up everywhere singing. Blah, blah, blah. He was everywhere. Right. Then all of a sudden, one dude said a couple of sl- slick things about him and it was like just pulverizing after that. It was like... But it wasn't even what he was saying though because...
3: Fifty was saying things that didn't even make sense. He's criticizing him for being a singer, nigga, but Fifty singing on every song. So, right, like, right. It, but that was after. Doesn't matter. That, that was after. No, it was during. Yeah, it was during. He was saying that he's like you singing on your record, but Fifty was singing on some of his, a lot of his records. Because when Fifty went
2: mainstream, he was talking about how Ja Rule was singing it, <laughs> and this is after the last dozen Ja Rule hits. But so it, 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 the timing of it was perfect because it was at a time when it went. The public was starting to say Like Yeah man we here in Ja Rule Sing
1: all the damn time Okay but tell me for instance Tell me that you didn't feel like You and your homeboy Went to prison And um, he didn't And he didn't handle himself correctly And he became Somebody's bitch and now you got to see your homeboy every day with lipstick on, you know what I'm saying, with his shirt tied up with a little knot on the side. Tell me that's not how you felt about Ja Rule. I, I was saddened by, it. I was like, man, that's the homie.
3: That and is not th- how I felt about Ja Rule. <laughs> he just put lipstick and a knotted shirt on Ja Roo.
2: Right, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that thought
1: never crossed my mind. Uh, that's how it felt. It was, it was, it was amazing how quick, the 180 happened And nobody was Standing behind Ja Rule No It's fucked up And and even when nobody Was standing behind him 50 Cent still kept Kicking him in the teeth It yes. was like It well, was still crazy happening. But was- they actually Had
2: a real fight They had a physical fight That predated right. Their
3: musical why, why was nobody standing behind Ja Rule, though? Because everybody that stood next to him, 50 was shooting at. It was yeah. like...
1: if Oh, if, you you even talk to this nigga? No, I'm going you to shoot him sta-
3: If you stand next to a dude that's being shot at, you might get shot. And <laughs> yeah, that was but, the message that 50 was bringing. Fat, Fat Joe Fat had. Joe, a, yeah. It was, yeah. It was all type of things that all was All niggas going that did on. records with Ja. Yeah, a lot of people. It was crazy. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, you know, I, gi- I give uh, credit to uh, dudes like uh, The Game. Who actually stood his ground against Fifty? Like he when he jumped ship with that whole situation. Yeah,
1: like I, so that's I, what you're saying. Turning turning that negative into a positive. Yeah, I feel that. I didn't I didn't think about that angle. That's actually a good point. But you know the only ones that standing behind Meek is dark skin
2: niggas and out of despair. <laughs> no, don't, no, not, not out nah. of despair. Like no, Rick Ross. I ain't heard Rick Ross come forward and say nothing. I ain't heard he can. not Rick Ross none is none of uh, Rick Mmg Ross is considered fact, fake.
1: Wow, Rick Ross is considered to be Rick a CEO. No, you right, Who right. switched it up and but, stole, but, 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 stole but, but, a, look, a big, look, big even, drug dealer's even name? Even he oh, came shit, back from it that. Go.
3: He, no. Hold on. Though, hold <laughs> on, though, hold on. And that's the. See, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the problem that Meek Mill d- ran with. It's the equivalent of. Okay, I already said that. Like, uh, you already said that he gets a ghost. He has a ghostwriter, right? right? Right. In your diss song, now you playing. The stuff like come with something else. That's where he went wrong. Well, the diss like, song was Huff. The
2: diss song, Meek Mill diss record was Huff. Man, it like make it so bad. His first, his excuse me, his last two bars should have been the first two, and then set up. And he was depending on the the Quentin Miller reference. To to seal the deal, and it was like nobody I was really bored. Cared. I was bored on yeah. yeah. I, I was bored too. He didn't get the like classic battle stuff. You got to get the crowd with you. Yeah, like, uh-huh. and that's what Drake did. He got the crowd with him. Then dropped his bombs and
1: lyrically, <laughs> he dropped some too. And the, the rest, beat, was the beat his. wasn't bad. Wait, on which one, the Meek on, on Meek's record. The beat wasn't bad, but he he got to pay. But it he... stopped. <laughs> yeah.
3: Soon as you was like, oh, okay, he might. Now I'm listening to Quentin Miller. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. It was like, like a movie. Like, 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 if I go and I say Rick Ross is whack right now, like, if that's what I'm saying, Rick Ross is whack. And I go and I make a diss record about Rick Ross and I reference him being a CEO. Niggas don't want to hear that shit. Right. That that's old news. Like, okay, right. you already people already said that. Like that, and that's what I'm saying. Like Meek went wrong by revisiting that dead. Horse, like, right. you got, come with something that people haven't heard you say yet. Come at this like dude, him getting
1: peed on,
2: say something. Well, he tried that, and and even like the and so people tried to say, okay, so what's the story behind that? And it was like, oh, yeah, they, they were running from security or police or something, and the guy was drunk. And was peeing And it accidentally got on Drake What the hell are you and doing? And the dude apologized and stuff So it was
1: like Where are not... you at Where you're running from security And you also have to pee real bad hey Amen Lord knows <laughs> Well you're running from security how do, you, how do you get in somebody's pee stream? Right.
3: You, well, well, oh hey Opportunity How do you get How do you walk through somebody spewing pee? Right
2: I, Look I wasn't there Yeah okay, I'm just I'm reading the internet And according <laughs> to The internet that was what I found
1: well, It's got to be true right? It's on the internet Yeah it's on the internet It's got to be true <laughs> Absolutely
2: But you know it's crazy Like from, from a business perspective Like you can look at social media And you literally see Meek Mill's value plummet Like if you were watching The stock market it you, You're sell. watching the numbers <laughs> Right sell <laughs> Sell We get rid of it As quick as you can Because And I think what was different about this about this beef as compared to others was that the fans are who made it that much worse, like Drake said what he said, but all the memes. And then the memes Social took, media took like there, Yeah There were no memes For Pac and Hit him Up There were no memes For KRS and PM Dawn There were none of that stuff
1: This time around oh. And that's what I mean About the pop culture Like memes are a pop culture thing yeah. And if Drake is a pop culture artist You know the people who do memes Are gonna be on Drake's side More than they're gonna be on Meek's side so he was it was a losing battle from the beginning. Like whoever was his PR man was like, "Yo, we should do this, man." <laughs> Start the tweets up at 11:53 p.m. Fire him.
2: <laughs> right. Fire him. Let me And I still think Meek had a
1: chance. He just nah. blew it. No. Nope. He blew the nope. shot.
2: He had nope. a shot, man. He nope. had a shot. He had to he just needed of, more nah, than he no don't way. his rhymes.
1: There is no yeah. way you're going to tell that little white girl who lives in Nebraska that Drake is not the man. You can't do it.
2: Yeah, because that little white girl in Nebraska don't make no rules about hip-hop. Don't nobody give a fuck about her? Nah, you know no, everybody is?
1: cares about
3: her because that's who's going to actually pay for the record. Meek Mills had to, had to come out with Drake. And he, had to, he had to be funny. He right. Had to, he had to come across and be comedic with it. To a point where it was like, he needed a comedian. He needed you, Dave Chappelle, to actually <laughs> write something right. for him. By the way, Kevin hey. looks like Dave Chappelle. Just in case nobody knows, if you you need to put up a picture on your whatever. It's on the oh, website. Okay, good. you're going to go in there, you're going to see Dave Chappelle. So I'm doing a show with Al B. Shaw and Dave Chappelle. Oh, and wow. I, I'd rather be Dave than Al B. Shaw.
2: I don't know. Al P. Principal got- Williams?
1: Albie uh, Al and Chris probably got, They probably got Much better pussy Than Dave got
3: uh, I don't know That's well, also, you know I mean, I mean also, me that Dark I mean shit. Dave got
2: Wife and kids man That yeah, Chappelle yeah. show
3: Was kind of crazy man I think Dave could have Hit anything and he wanted again, At that f- point
2: Hey he was making Everybody know Maybe not the 50 million But Dave was making Some money He had his choice Of bitches I'm sure He was trying to Meet <laughs> him after the show You know Shit like that Y'all just pulling The straws the
1: Y'all pulling a stress, That's fine no, I, I get it I get it Drake is still winning, so... Well, actually, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. I'll be
3: sure Christopher Williams was around when light-skinned dudes was doing it. When they were doing it, yeah. We know? still
1: doing man. it. Obama, Drake, me, yeah, we doing it. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. are doing it. But listeners, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Buddha, we appreciate you coming in, man. And I appreciate this, man.
3: Like... you I'm glad. Hey, I don't want it to end. Can can turn the machines back on? Turn gotta, the machines you gotta back You got to come on? back, though, for real, man. You got to oh, come Anytime, back. man. I'm down here in the A, man. And we got to get I Dave Chappelle in here, too. Oh, man, I would love Shit, to I'll see Shit, I'll be short, sure too. Fuck it. Well, we I,
1: According to me, they're here. <laughs> so, I'm good. Y'all yeah, want that. I'm good. All right listeners, we'll check you out next time on the 9010 rule.
0: Visit us at the 9010rule.com. That's
1: 9010rule.com.